welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy. I'm Executive Prime at Knobcat Games, and this podcast is our audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about the progress of our game, Dungeons of the Obelisk, which is a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. And I'm joined today by our art lord, Ben Segus. Hello. Our Animancer, Nike Deer. Hello. And our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia. Hello. How's it going, guys? Good good holiday. <laughs> we finally made it through. Yeah. Back to... We survived. <laughs> survived. <laughs> Glad to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back, back to it. You know, we really didn't take too much time off for the holidays. We really got a lot done, like, in, Jan- in uh, December, I guess. A lot to talk about today on our list. First thing, I guess, is our companions are now animated in game. <laughs> and and they follow you around, which I think is incredible. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like whenever I got my first companion in the game while I was playtesting and saw it following me, I I couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, any game that lets me have like a companion or like a little animal friend like is already exciting. So I'm <laughs> I'm really looking forward to like walking around in the game with whatever companions I match to find. <laughs> yeah, the way you made them like lag behind and then like come running is is really good, <laughs> TJ. Yeah, I was really messing around with the the delay. I think like how long should it sit there? Should it follow you immediately? Should it stay a few feet back? How many seconds does it take? I think it kinda of settled on it's like a second, no. Half a second before it starts following you. I like how they were set up with the uh, hurt and the death animations because then they really start to mimic you just at all times. Like you get hurt, they get hurt. <laughs> you die, they die. You walk, they walk. <laughs> They're just really like a true companion. They really yeah. mimic you. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> See, I just immediately went to the idea of the companion mimicking you to the point of wearing the same armor and stuff but that that's way <laughs> way too much <laughs> you don't want to have to draw all of that companion armor do you no especially not for a frog i don't know how it would wear pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah true isn't that like a meme debate on like how animals would wear pants yeah <laughs> like centaurs and stuff i guess isn't that that's how it is yeah would would they wear jeans like this or like this (laughs) (laughs) you also animated the fribbit which um kind of mirrors the uh frog the mr donut companion but uh seeing the those enemies animated now is really good too i think that leaves us just one more mob for you to animate and you're you're done animating mobs for a little while i believe so yeah i think it's it's just snappington right yeah snappington and and that's it nice it's gonna be different like not working on like (laughs) the monster of the week (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to it like i hadn't actually checked out the latest build so i hadn't really seen all the uh the breach and like all the enemies in the breach moving around until we were like testing it earlier and (laughs) it's just it's i i always say this on this podcast but it's so cool just to see things like moving around in game and seeing it all come together yeah it's really exciting yeah seeing how like 
everything pulling together it's so cool having planned this for so long you know from a design document to now it's getting very close to finished um you know not close to launch yet because we still have a lot of back-end stuff and and things to clean up but as far as it being like a playable prototype game like it's it's all there and it's all come together like so well <laughs> like i'm so happy with with what with all the progress and stuff and that my ideas didn't um you know fall apart in practice <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that just speaks to how solid your your initial design document was and that was something that really like positively caught me off guard when you first were talking about this game i was like wow you really you really have this mapped out you really know where you want to go with it and so it's exciting to see that all kind of come to fruition yeah yeah i think um you know i guess for the listener we kind of had our state of the state of knobcat <laughs> meeting where we talked about you know our budget and and how much time we have left and and what our plans are and none of those details i think are public yet but uh I think the reason that we are in, in the place that we are is because we started with a solid design document and stuck to it, you know, and, and didn't change or add a lot of things along the way to, you know, slow us down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like in just in the last few like years of like professional video game, like AAA stuff, you see a lot of times where like a producer or like a new director will come in and they'll be like let's just add more features and then you get games that are just like kind of a glitching mess because they didn't really plan it out or it became something completely different so i think if anything our game definitely has that like consistency of vision from day one it's pretty much been what we set out to do and that's really exciting the amount of a uh, detail in that design doc definitely surprised <laughs> me because joining on you know i had made some design docs myself before <laughs> definitely not to that level of detail and to be able to follow along it so perfectly like we haven't really strayed from it which is good because that's where issues start to come in where you, you start to toss in features that never were planned or never existed the next thing you know they break in all kinds of different ways but we've been able to avoid that so far yeah your your other design documents weren't 70 pages no <laughs> uh, maybe three is like a topper right there. I, was, I was gonna say right now my design document for like little games i want to do this year is a text document with one line of text per game idea <laughs> it's like make a game that's like this make a game that's like that try to do this <laughs> i think the only thing that we added that wasn't really in the initial design doc was uh the paragon system with the runestones you know originally the paragon system was just like one assignable point for each level and then we added in the runestones where you got like one to six and and got to roll the stones and stuff but other than that i think pretty much everything else is in there in some way shape or form i guess that just goes to show how good you are at planning <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is like my thing i guess <laughs> um I mentioned the the runestones I guess we could we can jump to that art our art section of the podcast notes. Uh you did all the art for the runestones and they look really cool. <laughs> um you took yeah. my original 
sketch on a uh, post-it note or whatever of the runes <laughs> and the idea yeah. was like you get one through six points so each rune is made up of like one through six lines and you like took those little lines and made them like actually look awesome <laughs> I mean, that again like I, I think was just because you like you're really good at that kind of like planning out like the the design of like or the concept around the design I guess and then like I just I, I feel like I did very little to that I just kind of made it look a bit fancy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think it's definitely a team effort oh yeah yeah, yeah. could you imagine a, a game with my original sketches <laughs> I guess maybe people have like stick figure games and stuff but yeah. i don't know <laughs> i've been seeing some really interesting games recently like I, I i don't know i just not to veer up too off course but i've been watching some uh videos about like these uh kind of diy games and like people using like photographs of like clay models and stuff that they brought into the game and animated that way and stuff it's like the amount of yeah like it's it's so cool seeing like what people can do once they like know how to build the game i guess i don't know <laughs> it's like yeah people come up with like some real crazy ideas no i i i'm like claymation is like mind-blowing i feel like that's uh oh, yeah did you ever see the Parks and Rec where, where he has like the 10 second claymation thing and he's like, could a depressed person make this? Oh yeah, yeah. I felt so called out by that episode. <laughs> I was like, everything I make, yes. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I wanted, I wanted him to finish it though. I wanted to watch that movie. Don't let us see it, sadly. <laughs> No, I feel like claymation stuff would be uh, horrible to make. Like, even I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> that would be be awful. And yeah. you'd have to, like, make sure that your artist and your animator are either really working close together or are just the same person at that point. Because, like, you'd have yeah. to, like, take each frame with the clay. <laughs> oh, it would get crazy. Uh, next up on our list for, for things you've you've drawn in the past couple weeks ben uh yeah. new facial hairs and uh clothing for npcs yeah i think that looks really cool having the the people in the town have those you know different clothes instead of wearing armor and stuff there they have townsfolk clothing i tried to kind of capture like uh i mean yeah just kind of casual townsfolk clothing but like give it a little bit of style to it i guess i don't know yeah uniqueness uh yeah like it's not just a uh, the typical townsfolk like basically wearing sacks <laughs> kind of thing no the town i think is prospering off of the back of the uh increased traffic from the uh, that the obelisk has created you know the shops are doing well the blacksmith is doing well <laughs> you know all the all the economy of of topia i think is is doing pretty good you know they're not they're not like suffering off of the obelisk i don't think <laughs> you know other than the occasional like glub coming out of your toilet and stuff but 
It's a nice beneficial obelisk. <laughs> I do like the results of the uh, added facial hairs, because it's like for the longest time, just seeing the same beard. If you want oh, a beard, yeah. there's only one option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that there's an expanded list, it looks a lot nicer. Yeah, I tried to capture at least some common facial hair, so hopefully everybody can find a choice they like. <laughs> yeah, I think the facial hairs, I think, what do we have, six options now for facial hair? Yeah. Not counting yeah. just clean shaven. So I, I think that's a pretty good selection for that. Um, I I kind of think we're going to have to do some more hairstyles, though. I, I don't... Like I don't want to be adding stuff at this point, but if we have time, I think that's that's the top of the uh, low priority list. Is some yeah. some new hairstyles. Yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from, so I'm I'm sure there's always room for more. <laughs> yeah, I think you could have like a hundred hairstyles, and there'd be somebody oh, yeah. that's missing out. But definitely could. <laughs> yeah, I really like the ones we have so far, but just a couple more, I think we'll flush it out. But like I said, we'll get there. Um, speaking of fleshing things out, <laughs> draw you've drawn all of the uh, missing UI elements now. So yeah. things like <laughs> the mouse cursor and buttons and and uh, our turn meter, you know, things like that. Little indicators and and um, arrows and things for stuff. <laughs> it's all of your like little um, demo images are really good like <laughs> i was disappointed they weren't in the new build yet <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah i because especially with a lot of the the ui stuff is like it only really makes sense once it's in context so like i needed to see it in context to make sure it would look or like follow the look of the rest of the game basically so like i just wanted to show it in context with the previews so like we could kind of fine-tune it if needed if it didn't fit in quite right which i mean we did with a couple little things here and there but yeah for the most part it came together pretty pretty easily thankfully <laughs> i'm really eager to see it in the game <laughs> Yeah, I think the turn meter is such a unique thing for our game that we came up with. And I think finally having the actual UI elements to it and, and uh, kind of a standardized icons for the mobs in it and stuff, I think it's going to look so good when, when it's in-game. Um, I think TJ's probably got a lot, a lot of work ahead of him getting all these things <laughs> into the game now, though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a... There's a lot of UI to go through, and especially with the custom buttons, because there's buttons all over the place in the game, so just gotta go through, hope I get every single one, and from there, you'll point out which ones I missed. <laughs> yeah. At least adding the curse is easy. It's just a single button. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna look so good. I know we spend a lot of time on this podcast just talking about how good things look in a <laughs> audio format of a show, but... Um, once all of the UI elements are in in game, which will be, you know, it might not be for another month or so, but but uh, once that's in and we have a good build with those elements in, then then I'll do another video and and everybody will get to get to see that stuff. TJ, you've just been working on a lot of like 
it, it feels like we're down to a lot of small things now. You know, it's it's not like, hey, we we added a new game mode <laughs> this this time. You know, we're down to you know a lot of nitty gritty little things and and just stuff like uh like formatting numbers <laughs> and and talking about how much gold we expect a player to possibly have if if the number is going to be big enough yeah there's definitely there's a lot of small stuff that has been worked on for the past i guess month is a whole lot of ui work like the uh the number thing i was actually trying to look at some of it like uh i think i was looking at playtime as one of the things because you don't want a player to play for so long that the number can't handle it anymore because the number is not saved as a date it ends up getting saved as a, uh, a time in seconds so i ended up finding out that a billion seconds is a very long time but <laughs> kind of getting all that stuff working was adding on to the small details to really make the game just look and feel a lot better oh yeah a billion seconds is 31 and a half years <laughs> yep <laughs> That ought to cover it, huh? So, yeah, so I don't think a player will reach a, a billion seconds. I'd be amazed if they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe if we keep updating and building the game for a while. <laughs> yeah, so did we... I can't remember what we decided on gold. You know, is, is a gold counter going to be able to to handle, you know, four years of collecting gold? As it stands, it goes up to, I think, two billion which you would have to go higher for it to not break you might have to run the numbers again i feel like you can get into the millions of gold pretty easy i'm not sure how much a two billion is though i think after looking at numbers it kind of ended up with an estimate of a player realistically shouldn't reach a billion the only thing is that if they do what ends up happening because if they reach the number and then go past it it breaks. It just goes. Instead of going up, it turns into a negative number. Oh. <laughs> Can we, like, just have it say, like, sorry, you can't carry any more gold at 2 billion or something? Yeah, so that's the other option, is you either have it so it goes past 2 billion, or you set it so that if you try to, it just says it can't go any higher. It is going to stay at 2 billion. <laughs> Maybe Illune can pop up and say, like, hey, go spend some of your money. <laughs> I think by by the time someone can get to that much money, I think we'll have added things in the game that, that cost a lot of money as well, so... Give the player a house, and the more gold you have, the fancier it looks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I know we'll have guild halls eventually. You know, you can maybe contribute to your guild and stuff, too. Just a variety of different methods to get players to spend their stockpile. <laughs> um, you also added loot table functionality, so now we can tell what items drop where, which right now it's pretty much just the uh, the dungeons in the breach, but going forward that, that'll be very helpful if somebody's looking for specific things. Yeah, that one's actually relatively big feature, because originally if you looked at loot, it was a natural item, you earned that item and you could equip it, but for the first time it's converting an item from that into an example of what you could have. So like if you were to look at a legendary item, it'll say it does these attacks, it has these certain bonuses attached to it, it'll drop at this level relative to the dungeon, or even just like what is the special effect of the legendary item, like this item gives bonus dodge chance that you might not get otherwise. So there's definitely a lot behind actually setting that up, but 
it's a very nice feature, and it helps the uh, shop as well because the shop also uses the same items. Yeah, being able to see the items in the shop that way is really nice. It makes it feel more more real, I guess. Like like you can actually see the item and and what it has instead of just seeing like the name of the item or something like that like we had as our placeholder before i feel like it especially helps when you are looking at weapons because now you don't have to play the guessing game of what is this weapon going to do what kind of attack does it have what kind of weapon is it now you can actually look at the weapon see it has these attacks it'll do these certain effects yeah is that also going to I know this is on the list. Um, does it tie in where, oh, how to explain it? Right now, whenever you look at an item in your inventory and it shows you the damage, like on a weapon, I guess it's specific to weapons. So whenever you look at a weapon in your inventory, it shows you the damage based on the, the items that you have equipped, not on whether not the damage that you would see that you would have if you equip that weapon if that makes sense so i think that's something that we've been like talking about now so now that you have like the functionality for blank items does that tie into that or is that some a different problem uh, it's definitely very similar to it i gotta look at it more because when it comes to a item that you own getting it to consider the change in potential strength from the other one shouldn't be too bad. I'm not sure what to do with the the blank items, because for now I have them using the base damage relative to their level, which makes their damage look a lot lower. Because like a level 10 weapon does, you might see like 15 damage, but in actuality it's in the hundreds. Hmm, I see, yeah. But anything in your inventory, it should be, shouldn't be too bad now to get it to consider the change that would happen if it were to be equipped. Yeah, because that, that'll be a good one, because it makes it hard to right now to compare items, because you can have, like, like, say your weapon has a bunch of strength on it, and you're looking at an item that doesn't have strength on it, that item will show more damage than you'll actually have when you when you equip it because you lose your strength when you equip it so it's a little bit of a just a weird problem right now that makes it hard for players to consider what items to use yeah it definitely allow you to better choose how to set up your build once a feature like that's in place because you no longer have to play that guessing game with your loot will it actually be stronger or are you making a mistake putting <laughs> it on yeah, I mean, there's still an aspect of, like, you have to learn the system and, and decide how much of each stat you need, but I think that will will help people in doing that. You also added uh, tracking for, for some statistics, and I don't know if we're going to add more or not, but right now it tracks, like, playtime and deaths and enemies killed and, and dungeons cleared. Um, so I think that's pretty, that's a pretty cool... Uh, thing to see especially for play testing because you can look and, and tell exactly how long you've been playing and what you've been doing yeah i feel like they're small things and they end up not only are they helpful for a player that's curious like oh how well am i doing can i brag to other people about my kills or something but <laughs> in terms of play testing it gives you an idea like it gives it takes this amount of time to beat these many dungeons to reach this level so when it comes to just the numbers of what it takes to accomplish tasks the 
those stats start to become really helpful. Looking at my stats, my stats aren't looking too good. <laughs> I completed four dungeons. The other thing too is we changed um, the terminology of, of stats to be called traits. So instead of like your four major stats, we call them, you know, four major traits now. You know, major traits, minor traits, non-combat traits. I think it it fits better in like the terminology of the game, you know, because stats is kind of an abbreviation for statistics and I've had that no abbreviations thing going for a while. But I think traits feels better even though people will probably still call them stats i personally still call them stats if i write anything <laughs> down i type out the word stats i think i do too but I, th I think the game calling them by like proper names that that makes sense <laughs> is feels better i don't know yeah it's definitely more fitting the term traits instead of stats the question if i actually changed them all i feel like there's something lingering where it still says stats over traits <laughs> i'll have to take a look i felt like you got most of them for sure but yeah that's uh that's everything on our change log our, our list for now so i think i'm gonna wrap up this this podcast we're getting i'm not doing another extended episode like the last one <laughs> that we did where it was like almost it was close to an hour of recording time and i think it ended up being 45 or 50 minutes once i edited it down that was that was too much for me so i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it here at a <laughs> half an hour you know everybody that has been listening to this thank you so much for listening to the end i appreciate your interest in our game um if you've made it this far and you're not in our discord be sure to go to knobcat.com find the link to the discord join us there uh talk to us ask us any questions that you might have um we also have the twitter and the instagram which are both at dungeons obelisk and i think last episode we were talking about how we were close to a thousand followers on there and now we oh, yeah. finally hit it so so that's pretty exciting oh yeah yeah no we're we're about 30 or 40 people above a thousand at this point it's it's exciting <laughs> Hell yeah. and uh, the last few things i posted each got like over 15 or 20 likes each and i was like whoa what <laughs> like it's it seems like people are actually interacting which is cool yeah it's exciting to be growing that um i hope it i know right now it's sort of hard to like be super interested or like follow a game that isn't out yet <laughs> But hopefully that those likes and things translate to people that that actually want to play. But uh, for sure. But for sure. yeah, <laughs> um, be sure to visit knobcat.com, follow our Instagram, and I think we'll we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 <laughs> see you.